if you didn't get accepted, it probably means you didn't. You're not fit. If you and if you're not fit, you probably won't be happy there. Yeah, definitely. That's my entire pro- entire thought process. <laughs> One word: be happy. Yeah, okay. be happy. I mean, that's yeah. A <laughs> it's a perfect end mm-hmm. to the podcast. I mean, you don't have to write about like big stories, like my personal statement that oh, we started a social activism. But it's also like you start from the small things that you do every day in your life, or just you guys, you get you two soccer player playing soccer or playing mm-hmm. video games. It's the same. Using this part that you have, like the thing that you spend a lot of time in your own, and how to connect it with your, your personality. Hello and welcome back to the Acceleration Path. We are your hosts, Shannon and Constantine, and we are really welcome to have you back today here at the show. And today we have a really special guest. We have Polly, who is a student who goes with us to the school. And yeah, Polly, please introduce yourself for the audience. Hi, I'm Polly, and I'm currently a senior. And thank you, Shannon and Constantine, for inviting me to Acceleration Path. And、um, today, I believe that I'll be here sharing my stories. Of、uh, my path of getting into University of Chicago, which is my early decision school, very happy for that. Yeah, first of all, congratulations on getting into University of Chicago. It's yeah, it's a really good school. And second of all, do you want to just start us off with sort of your process of how did you get into U Chicago?、Um, We can really go back into you know three four years ago when you first started hearing about U Chicago and started sort of. Getting into the college application process and all that. Yeah, I actually never thought about this school. Like the <laughs> entire image of、really? University of Chicago is like, oh, my neighbor's sister wanted to go to there, but my um, but her family says, oh, it's too dangerous, so she applied to other schools. <laughs>、uh, but yeah, I, um, I wanted to go to Brown, but um,、really? soon University of Chicago just turned out to be, um. It appeared a lot when you read a lot of journals、um, mm-hmm. from anthropology. It's like the field、okay. I want to study,、okay. like University of Chicago Press, and I would just start searching about it.、Mm-hmm. Um, but to talk about college, I think I started this process like、um, in my sophomore year.、Okay. Like I've been thinking about it since I got into a, like a college prep American boarding school yeah,、oh, for for sure, but I didn't really start start this process till like late in sophomore year, which、mm-hmm. was actually considered late in China. People <laughs> started before the freshman year. It's <laughs>、um, crazy. So, like many other Chinese kids, it was sort of peer pressure. Like, feel like, oh, I probably need a college counselor or something. Otherwise,、yeah. I'll be I'll be falling behind. Yeah.、Um, so I did. Um. And since then, they, I have been doing a lot of work ahead of time, like thinking what I actually want to do in the future and、um, what extracurricular can I do and how can I spend my summer and、mm-hmm. when to start writing essays, like from junior year.、Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's more or less become like a natural process for me、mm-hmm. since then that I just have this notion, knowing that oh. I'm applying for college,、mm-hmm. and、um, when I'm doing things, I do have that in mind while also like 
making this as like one of the factor but not the main Definitely. factors okay so yeah let's i think let's get straight into what you already mentioned about the extracurricular because we already heard yours a bit of your story about extracurricular we're mm -hmm. very impressed by it and we also like always have the idea of like how we can make this episode individual what we're talking about with this person and mm -hmm. your extracurricular is really special so we yeah. really welcome to talk about that and yeah obviously people out there are asking themselves how can I stand out with a special extracurricular? What have what what I can present to the school? Mm -hmm. So maybe you can start off here and say what makes your extracurricular stand out. Mm -hmm. um, I do believe that all of my extracurricular they're super unique in a sense. Um, mm -hmm. For the audience, um, two of my or three of my mainstream for the application on my activity list, the ten activities is like first I have. Um, a fan club mm -hmm. um for those who don't know it's like something quite unique in east asia there's mm -hmm. a um a boy band <laughs> um but that boy band that i'm into is like in japan and but which I'm band to, are you into do you have to share that <laughs> i mean it's your choice if you don't um, if you want to keep it anonymous then you um, can keep it anonymous um Mm, yeah, I can hear. I can share that. It's called J O One. Okay. Um, I believe most of the friends don't know about it, but it's um, okay. the Japanese produce one hundred and one. Oh. Uh, okay. Yeah. See, you know that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they speak Japanese, and okay. me, who I didn't really speak Japanese at the time, and I mm -hmm. know a lot of fans in China, they don't as well. So this okay. fan club acts as a thing mm -hmm. that we translate um, yeah. the contents, and we like. And also because YouTube is banned in China, YouTube yeah. and Twitters, uh, we um, repost those kind of information in, a, you know, in Weibo. It's like Chinese Twitter. Okay. Uh, so fans have the access to that. Okay. And that's mainly what we do. Okay. We also like organize on special events, but that's other stories. And the second um, important extracurricular is like my experience with rock music industry in China. Okay. Um, it was. Um, during COVID year, okay. we were doing lab, and when I when I was doing lab, mm -hmm. I was mostly not doing lab. <laughs> yeah. I was mostly walking, watching concerts. Um, <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> oh my god, no, TikTok can't hear this. But I was doing, I was, I was watching a lot of concerts, and I got very close to like this tiny industry, mm -hmm. which is um very rough, but people were very passionate over there and um but then i started as feminist organization because mm. you know like everywhere in the world rock mm -hmm. music is like the one of the most misogynistic work place in place yeah okay um and this uh, organization we basically just wanted to change the status of woman mm -hmm. in this industry of being like treated as and very objectified um yeah. objectified figure and yeah. being yeah. like not basically just not being respected yeah, yeah. um and the third thing is my singing okay um if yeah. you're in mnh you probably have seen me on stage a lot of yeah. times yeah, uh that's more like a hobby so okay i think putting in there it just shows like a lot of the community service and yeah. uh, my own pursuits of my own hobbies things yeah, yeah. um mm -hmm. yeah I mean, so s sort of 
starting off, uh, coming back to your first activity, obviously all all three activities sounds very interesting. Really but unique. I mean, yeah, like, very I unique. About that. A little challenge for the audience. If you have known the band before, comment on the Instagram post we'll put out with Polly. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. And I mean, coming back to the fan club, what sort of prompted you to want to start this fan club yourself? Were there any other people that um, that you sort of had a partnership with, or was that all pure out of your? Um, so the show is produced one on one Japan. That's like a it's like a talent selective shows yeah. where fans vote okay. for the um, for the people uh, participating in the shows, mm-hmm. and the, those who get the most votes, they we get to form yeah. the band and like yeah. be. Uh, debut that's like the background story so mm-hmm. i was involved in the voting stage in the beginning mm-hmm. just because um i was very very bored <laughs> in my freshman year um so i was uh, just i just get into this community of uh, people very into this um shows and being and um helping each other to like to vote um votes for the figure they want mm-hmm. they like and um we sort of have this tight uh, connections in a sense where okay. I know the f- the person who are like the most active of the other of other like other celebrity of the other or the other group member, and uh-huh. when they finally debut that day, we just being together and be like, hey, how about starting like the fan club? Um, just continuing what we have been doing, but like be actually like a group, like yeah. for the group. Because in the past we were for the individual mm-hmm. trainers. That's what they called like the people who are participating. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now it's for the group itself. Yeah. So yeah. in the beginning, I actually did it with um, a lot of um, like the other ten people ish. Um, so they were all Chinese voting yeah. in China for this Japanese show. Yeah. Or? Okay, I see. That was a very complicated story. <laughs> I honestly, I'm a little bit forgetting about it. <laughs> but because... Was it hard for you to find those other 10 people? Um, like it at the start? Because you were just watching the show at the start, right? Um, no, it wasn't. Because uh, when we were like voting okay. and we like organized... Because in the beginning, okay, okay. In the beginning, you can vote for 11 people. Okay. Um, but you only... Personally, like, you only want to vote for the trainer that you want. So you yeah. have 10 spots left. Okay. So this, at this point, you trade it with other people. <laughs> yeah. So you, like, in the beginning, you already have these connections. <laughs> and we have, like, a small groups where we organized, oh, today we're going to trade this many, this many votes. <laughs> um, and this, this small group just become, like, this um, organized, okay. this, uh, like, group behind this okay. fine club. And because... I was in my freshman year. You know, freshman year is like the chillest, chillest time ever. Okay. So I'm the one who spent the most time into it. And then gradually I just become like, I just took the leadership of okay. um, leading the group. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was honestly very hard, this fan club. Like the first rule I do for recruitment is uh-huh. we only take people who are over 18. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was 15. I was 15 yeah, by yeah. then. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, because that because I'm 15, I know like how people who are... Other 15 years old. Now. Yeah. <laughs> I understand that. And, <laughs> and those who are 18, you just, you have like, 
um, as like the leader, I can be less responsible for what they're choosing, like how they balance their life and being involved in the fan community. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's also a part. And yeah, I do think this one shows a lot to the college of how like I took the initiative and in doing mm-hmm. something that's like, actually helping the community of um, in a sense of like translating the work, like breaking yeah. the language barrier and also organizing the events of like um, how to unite people together. Oh, and yeah, also, def- yeah, definitely. also just simple, like very simple way of like um, grouping the volunteers. Hmm. There were like 40 plus. And also them. like when I, when I understand it right, you also serve other people by doing that, right? Me. Yeah. So you kind of like what you did, so what you produced helped other people in a way. Yeah. Yeah. I do think that's like very important parts of considering college application. And I mean, speaking of um, college application and, and your fan club, when you started this fan club, did you have college application in your mind or it, it was just something that you purely wanted to do because you just, you know, wanted to do it? Because you know what I'm saying? Right. Because yeah. of the passion. Yeah. I definitely think there is, it's like, it's affected in some way that okay. I wanted to do it. But it's also like a mixture of other things of just wanted to do something mm-hmm. in the fan community. Okay. Of being okay. Because um, in the past, um, before this experience, I was also involved in a lot of fan community. And mm. the, uh, like the subtitle, vish, the, the, like the Chinese version of those videos mm-hmm. helped me a lot. Like I really, okay. I, was, I appreciate them so much. Yeah, you and now, Yeah, and now I've okay. like, that time I had this opportunity, I'm like, oh, I can do this as well. That's true. Yeah. I mean, how big is the fan club uh, currently? Um, so, well, it's called fan club. It doesn't really act like a fan club. It's more like a fan site. Okay. So the group itself where we um, do the actual work has like 40-ish people. And the entire fan sites, there were about like 17K of followers. 17? Oh, my gosh. Wow. It that's, was, that's pretty big. It was, a little, it was a little bit smaller than I thought, but. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, has it been, have you, have you still, are you still currently working on the fan club every day? Yeah, sort of. um, right now not every day because of time difference. It's of so hard yeah. to get a time di- di- the time difference to match it with them. In freshman year, uh-huh. I did it. I like sleep at two and wake up at eight every time. Or like oh sleep gosh. at three. That's so a passion. That's, 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 that's definitely a passion. Otherwise, nobody would do it. <laughs> yeah, just to match with their times, so I like sleep so late. Okay. So now I'm like more chilling. Um, um, a lot of other people they they're like doing a job, and I just regularly checking with them. So you're like the CEO <laughs> of the fan, well, of the in a sense, in a say that, but it's not that higher goal. Side question though: Is this, is this like a business? Do you profit from this? Right no, now, we do no? not. And no I way. Pay, it has and you pay so much time for it, right? <laughs> and money. Yeah. You and do money. A little bit of money, not a lot. Like you have to buy the television show, those oh, kind of things. Oh, that's true. That's yeah. True. And I'll. Uh, but like everyone who translates and who does all these things, they are just doing it for pure passion. Yeah. Wow. That's what makes it hard. That's the thing. Like people respect. who know, people who went like, like when we're doing the podcast, we had like a special guest here on the He just talked about how passion influences people and uh-huh. how can, how, how, when you find your passion, how much that will serve you in like future times when you have to come to one thing where you say like, oh, wait, what are you really passionate about? And when you have an answer for that, 
also for our listeners, that could be definitely something you consider to write a college essay about. Yeah, and definitely uh, if you are passionate about something, you will really be willing to dedicate time into it and it doesn't feel like work. Like for you, when you were doing the fan club, do you think it's tiring, you know, sleeping at 3 a.m., getting up at 8 every single day, or were you just, just loved it? I mean, there are definitely complaints. <laughs> uh, yeah. A lot of complaints um, from me, from myself. <laughs> but in the, in, like, in the same time, when I see how people, they enjoy, enjoy using yeah. this content, it's like it's more than what do you suffer from the complaint. Definitely. Yeah. And I mean, speaking of passion, you also um, use your passion with rock music and sort of found an internship in a rock music label, right? Yeah. So how is that process like and what what did you experience at the rock music label? Mm-hmm. So the internship was super chill. Um, it was just one day I was in a concert for like the another the, the, a thousandth time. Uh-huh. Um, and it was also during COVID. So they're very downing staff. So okay. I was just like, hey, I'm doing lab right now. I only have to go to two hours of class every day. <laughs> I have plenty of time. Do you guys want to help? And they said, yeah. Uh, so I started helping them with like, um, in the beginning, it was just organizing the merch merchandise and like mm-hmm. selling them. And later it becomes like I have to communicate with the venues, with the bands. And okay. we even went on tour once. Um, it was so fun. But it was so challenging. <laughs> Uh, I was 16, <laughs> but that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, thanks for my parents who are very supportive, who actually don't know what I'm doing. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, and but internship was only just like the beginning. Like internship, it shows me more about how misogynist, how problematic this industry that's is, true. and using. We'll definitely talk about that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And using like the connection that I actually built from the internship. That's how. I think how I formed a feminist organization because that well I formed this with other people as well. Yeah, um, we did it together. Um, that organization, it's if you don't have that like any of the connection, it's so hard. People will just treat Definitely. like, oh, what are you guys doing? Yeah, it's what like, are you? Like, doing? Yeah. It's like, um, do you guys just want to be famous or something? But yeah. if you like once since we have that connection, we're able to like sit down with those venue venue boss and be like, okay, hey. Yeah. We want to post a poster here. Yeah. Um, kind of give yeah. you the first <laughs> foot in the door, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, what's your specific mm-hmm. job um, as when you're working in the label? Uh, well, as I mentioned, it's like a very, very tiny label and it's very, very rough. So I do everything. You like do everything. <laughs> I mean, I don't do everything, but I do a lot of things. Like there right. isn't a specific job, but I basically where the need people. Okay. Yeah, and there are like three people in the company. <laughs> I'm the <No> third. <laughs> <laughs> like not considering okay. events, I'm the third. Oh wow. Yeah. So you so so you would have to like organize events. Yeah. And also do all this. Wow. Was that was that very challenging for you at that point? It was because it's very intimidating. Like <laughs> I didn't mention, I was like 16. There, yeah, there those um, tattooed beard. Um, <laughs> No, and five like six foot man, super muscular who might yeah. who might just like crash me in the mosh pit, <laughs> and I have to be like, hey, um, uh, we just arrived today. Uh, where is like the rest? Like where is like the uh, the backstage things? Where can we find yeah, a mic? Yeah, yeah. Those kind of things. Um, like yeah. That demands courage, of course. That like you can mention, and was it mm-hmm. was it like that? You also your passion, kind of the bigger vision you had, was that gave you that courage to kind of 
stand this guy up? Um, well, in the beginning, it was like, yeah, I think so. That was like partially that I want to be like, hey, I look like I'm just a young girl, but no, I can do more. Yeah. And I definitely think that feminist organizations, like part of it is like, they treated us in the past, like I, I was just 16. I was, um, I was a super uh, um, immature, not immature, yeah, immature yeah. girl. Mm-hmm. But during this, like during this organization, it's, sort, it's very empowering in a mm-hmm. sense. Like um, you can achieve more, you can like deal with more complicated social issues, Definitely. not only just um, playing music and that. Mm-hmm doesn't have like a lot of cells yeah. <laughs> yeah. interesting and yeah. bringing that back in the context of also like what you will do in college and which major you're going to graduate in probably you can probably can get us on the wave of how you want to like bring also this passion you still have here in the prep school to college and how you're going to underline that with your major that you want to do there mm-hmm. so uh, the major that i declare or or i put in was anthropology mm-hmm. and if you well Anthropology is like the study of human. So it's yeah. super broad. Like I literally <laughs> can do everything that I wanted about human. Okay. Um, and from the extracurricular that I'm doing, um, the strand that I personally picked up, it's being a fans of a popular culture. Mm-hmm. And that's the focus that of the research that I have also, I've also done. Mm. Like fan studies mm. um, and cultural studies that is um, deeply intertwined with anthropology of being able to understand human cultures. Um, and I think in the college, mm, how do you phrase it? It's more like I definitely will have to take a lot of classes that focus on like the classical mm-hmm. theories, like mm-hmm. classical sociology theory, and also um, the past, the, most, the more academic anthropological work, mm-hmm. like doing field studies in rural district, in rural area, mm-hmm. in like um, indigenous population. But I think those skills that I will learn from those very academic things mm-hmm. will do, will serve for my own academic interest. Definitely. And it's, it's also something that I think it's unique in a sense that it's mm-hmm. not, um, it's not something that old white men have been talking for the past 50 years. Yeah, Like, yeah, fan yeah. studies, it's, it's super new. It's, yeah. yeah. It's super it's new. Specific. Super unique. I mean, kind of, I don't want to relate, because I'm not the guest of the episode today, but kind of bringing that in context of, like, a man who was growing up in Germany. Like, people who don't know in Germany, you probably have, like, the way of being a lawyer or being a doctor, and it's really special if you, for example, say... I want to do psychology and then look for a different way. Mm. Like here we have example of like pretty uniqueness and how you can still never change uniqueness because I think what many people do is kind of they have the fear that their uniqueness is not offered by the college stuff like that. So you're doing something which is kind of similar mm. but not getting the point they want to do. So pretty interesting here to have really an example where mm-hmm. you say like that's my that's my like that's my passion and it's so unique. And I have I haven't the fear, so I, I am now like acknowledged by that and seeing that people actually want to support me in the way I want to do that. Right? Yeah. And fans that is not only about music, it can also be like fans of soccer. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot to talk about soccer <laughs> fans. You know, like of course. those crazy sins <laughs> after after uh, after Belgium well, lost. Yeah. yeah well, wow. <laughs> that was it, there's a lot to talk about. Like, I think every soccer <laughs> fan is smiling or crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Mm. 
I mean, speaking of fan studies and the research that you did, what specifically did you do with your researches? Mm -hmm. So my research was very just like coming from what I have been doing. Mm -hmm. I did a research of fan behavior of Chinese Chinese fans for Japanese entertainment industry. Um, I conducted a survey in the beginning. It was so dramatic. Like I sent out a survey at 1 a.m. Um, and I woke up six hours later and I got 600, or no, I got 800 responses oh already. I was planning on putting it out. Yeah, I was planning on putting it out for 10 days and expecting like at most 200. Yeah. But in the end, I got like 2,200 ish. It wow. was, Crazy. it that's, was that's very pressured. It was, like, I feel very pressured because um, I got like 50 ish questions in my survey and half of them are. Um, half of them are like, are like, oh, like qualitative answer, like um, oh, they're like, like for your response questions. Yeah, for your response questions. questions. So I have to no read way. two thousand responses of oh, what no I write. Way. Yeah, it was so much pain, but <laughs> also it was so interesting to hear about how other people think about it. It was impressive. I mean, yeah. like, even though like people, you can really feel in surveys. I guess when you have a survey with just like yes and no. It's mm -hmm. so easy to click a button, right? Yeah. It doesn't take your time because often when we make decisions as humans, we see like how much cost, like, so how much effort I have to give in, mm -hmm. what's the, like the, the deal at the end that gets out. Yeah. And I think that like from the first perspective here, I think really people had the feeling that somebody will deal with their responses because otherwise you wouldn't put the effort, right, yeah. to answer all these three responses, which is, yeah, pretty impressive right here. Ochan? Definitely. I, I mean, I I've definitely with... With the people that respond, I mean, each person has has to put in their own input and take out the time. And, and to really see how different people think is definitely very fascinating. And would you think that is sort of like a point where that stems your passion for anthropology and also... Yeah. Or, or did you sort of have it beforehand already? Um, I think it's more like the passion for fan studies. Okay. They are linked, but they're linked anyway. It's like the moments when I, because I sent out like social medias, yeah. and when people reposted, they said, like a lot of them expressed how they are very happy to have this opportunity in my survey to sort of look express back. Themselves. Express themselves. Express themselves and also look back of their uh, like experience as a fans. Because uh -huh. it's a super comprehensive survey and it's wow. asked a lot of like details of being uh -huh. a fans, being a fans of someone and being a fans as like a, f a unique individual in the fan community. So uh, when seeing those comments, it was very satisfying. I feel like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. doing something meaningful here. <laughs> Definitely. And I think I mean, also, ooh. yeah, sorry, sorry for breaking <laughs> yeah, up. Of course, had But there's, we are still, we are kind of like, oh, I have the questions I have because this, yeah, this is like so unique and yeah, so special exactly. here. So, like, I'm asking the question, coming also to the college essay, like, I think we already are at the point where we can say, okay, you have content for your essay. I mean, that is like a story never heard before. People yeah. will probably like, first of all, think, what is that? But then they will understand it. They probably sit in there with big eyes, say like, "Oh my gosh, that's that's I never heard of it. That's cool." Yeah. Um, then how you found also like in your college essay, how you found like the words like express like even it's so like so special. Do you use a lot for like ex still explaining it, or was it more like like these people will look it up so they will understand what I mean? Um, I do find it to be a mixture of both. That I have to tell the story, mm -hmm. but simultaneously I have to put in how I personally. Um, 
think about issues. Mm-hmm. For example, my personal statement I wrote about um, the feminist organization, and mm-hmm. I, I, um, as I explained what mm-hmm. happened, like what inspired me to start to took this initiative and start this organization. I also put in like how my understanding of um, the entire industry shifted. Mm-hmm. And I think both of them are very important to yeah. the essays. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, how long did you sort of work on your essay? Mm-hmm. Was that was that something that you already knew you were going to write about or you also went through like a long process of picking topics because you've done a lot obviously yeah for personal statement the like the first draft of the essay was what i wrote in my sophomore or junior year for like summer school application um oh wow (laughs) but then you know after two years it cannot be the same so i added like the second half is what is about meditation Okay. Um, it's um, I went to like a meditation program oh, last yeah, summer. Yeah, we have to talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about that, Shannon. Um, and that's I ex- I used I used that part to explain how, um, because you know, like doing social justice, social activism, there's a lot of setbacks. Mm-hmm. Like how to deal with those setbacks using this, um, like the meditation technique that I learned. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's also part of the highlights of the personal statement. But if you, if I have to give a suggestion for anyone who's listening to this podcast, who's applying to college, is to start writing your personal statements early. as early as yeah. possible. Like you can write about anything, just about something, but you have to like get into the flow yeah. of like expressing yourself because that's like the hardest thing ever to yeah. write about something to write about yourself and to be vulnerable but in a sense not like too vulnerable mm-hmm. um about it and to express yourself truly of who you are mm-hmm. um and also just as like as i explained before like how to balance to tell the story and to explain a story mm-hmm. i think you can master it if you like practice it a lot yeah definitely yeah. definitely and I think, like, also here's so interesting was I think what also was really uh, beneficial to you was that obviously when we talk about essays, we also hear from people before that sit on the other side of the chair that say, like, we want to have students who face challenges and we want to know how they overcome that. And as you, as you just, like, mentioned, you started your essay so early that you could start with a point and then I assume that meditation also was a solution of how to deal with these, like, things you get in your head and you say, yeah. like, how can I deal with that? Meditation is a thing, like, which gives you the time to actually reflect, right? Mm-hmm. So that gives you also the time to give a progress, not only in the essay, but also reflected by a time that you had. Yeah, definitely. Like, the point, the entire point of meditation is to be present. And when you're, like, say, when I'm trying to write my personal statement in my junior year, mm-hmm. it's, um, it, yeah, it is your writing year for college, but it's also your in a sense, you're writing it for yourself. Like, because mm-hmm. I guess you two definitely have feel it. Like, when you're writing about college application, definitely. they're mm-hmm. just so intimate. Yeah, of course. Like, you know yourself better. Yeah, after you after know yourself so much better. Like, you, mm-hmm. view, you view yourself in entirely different ways mm-hmm. after college. So, in a sense, you're writing for yourself. So, mm-hmm. with that in mind, I believe you'll have good work. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, with your, pr- not only with your personal statement, you also wrote a some supplements for mm-hmm. and i think um, the supplements are first of all explain us like uh, what are the supplements look like for university of chicago yeah oh yeah it's like the quirkiest thing ever in the world <laughs> uh, to name a few of their past simple like what is so special about pie 
and find X. Also, um, like <laughs> that was a question. Yeah, find X. <laughs> there was also one what's write a letter to your tree and like about talk talk about wisdom teeth um there were a lot of quirky questions oh and uh, <laughs> the one that i chose was um to tell about a portal it okay. started like this um alice fell into the rabbit hole and oh, what was it that guy's name no the, the guy who made the head like the the red pill and the, the, the blue pill Oh, no, Neo, Morpheus, Neo, Morpheus. Neo, Neo, oh, Neo. Oh, Neo. my gosh, yeah. Okay, so the question goes like this. Um, Alex uh, fall into a rabbit hole. Neo take the red pill and blah, blah, blah. And the red pill and the rabbit hole are all like a portal for them to another world. But the essay asks you for the portal, not ask like the other world. Um, so <laughs> I wrote about baking. Uh, this is also, okay, one tip. Um, so, uh, one tip for any potential college um, potential students for for college i believe you knew is that you don't have to write about like big stories like my personal statement daddy oh we started a social activism but it's also like you start from the small things that you do every day in your life say for example constantly drink water right now um yeah drinking water, water. like <laughs> baking or just you guys you get you two soccer player playing soccer or playing mm -hmm. video games it's the same let me know it's the same, but like, yeah. um, the same I here think, in I Reading College. Yeah. So you mean yeah. using one story to reflect the bigger story? Um, I think it's like using this part that you have, like the thing that you spend a lot of time in your own and how to connect it with your, your personality. personality. And yeah. that, links, that links to concrete specific details. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. We heard about it before. People who will listen to the episode probably can listen to it. We can link it to you. Talking with the English teacher, she was mentioning to us that it is actually like the concrete specific detail which can make a story really good when you when you find a thing which is normal for somebody, mm -hmm. what this, but describe it in a way which is, on the, on, on, on the other hand, like not normal for them. Yeah. And baking is like this thing, unlike that fan studies things. It is actually... Nothing about academic, but I chose to write this for this super academic, intense University of Chicago because I think this is how, like, the way how you view um, those events shows yeah, your shows, intellectual, shows. Yeah, uh, or your, you your yeah. yeah, your intelligence, in, in, not intelligence. In, intellectual engagement, yeah, curiosity. yeah, intellectual curiosity. You can yeah. phrase it like that, mm -hmm. and I think, like, because we all know, like, critical thinking, all of those. Um, those soft skills is like what do you need, mm -hmm. what college is asking for. Mm -hmm. So the baking essays, I started with, because um, personally I like baking a lot. If mm -hmm. you ever go on um, gluten free, <laughs> gluten free desserts made by me, um, oh, really? yeah, uh, something. And also, I mean, you you have your own baking club too, right? Or cooking club? No. No, not anymore. Well, we, I used to have coffee club, or it's but like um, coffee club, right, I think right. it's too hard to ask people who drink coffee to like squeeze down an hour to participate in a club activities. Oh, yeah, it's like quick coffee. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Okay, so what did you specifically write with bakery? How did you connect it with mm -hmm. your personality? So I wrote about like families. It's um, how I, I wrote about how I use baking to connect with other people's because similar to like gifts giving, like baking, it's a um, itself, it's a thing where you're like serving other people. That's true. And you're like 
in also in the process you're thinking about serving other people mm -hmm. and i talk about how i want to use it to connect with like my parents mm. um especially my dad um and to be honest mm -hmm. the essay ends as i was not successful yet um <laughs> So yeah. I haven't used it to connect with my dad, but like it's a th the thing is that I know it can be a tool and know that I am possessed and I'm, I'm like armed with this tool to connect with my parents and connect with like the more intimate Definitely. emotions. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, speaking of connection to parents, we, we sort of can go sort of back to the application process mm -hmm. of as an international and as Chinese student. Do you think your parents gave you a lot of pressure um, during the college application process, or also applying to boarding schools. Um. Okay. I think not. I think, but actually, my parents does not care about care about it at all. Really? Yeah. It's um very different. I th and I think that's like partially why I have the liberty to participate in a lot of like yeah extracurriculars, um, like rock music industry. Otherwise, like other people, mom might just be hey. You are not allowed to go there, or you're not yeah, allowed to focus on academics. Or yeah, because yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. speaking of this, we sort of can talk about the Chinese involution, nature, mm -hmm. as we call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's that everyone sort of is competing on the mm -hmm. same same is like uh, grades. Right? Yeah. everyone thinks that we need to get four O's and we sixteen hundred SATs and and um, like twenty APs with all fives <laughs> and all that. But, like, f for you, actually testing in honors and GPA wasn't, like, your str strongest points, right? Yeah, yeah. I heard people saying that if you don't get 3.95, you don't get into University of Chicago. And that scared me for, like, a month. <laughs> 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 but, no. Um, um, for me, it was, I think, GPA and all the testing is, like, oh, what I can get from a reasonable amount of um, effort it's yeah. what I get. It, it actually reflects my ability. Like, okay. I would never spend three hours to get a 4.0 if I can spend an hour to get, like, a 3.88. That's an interesting perspective. I mean, like, that's a perspective which is also reasonable. I, I would sign it personally. There's, like, the sign. If, if you could sign, like, what, what we just said, like, this, these are the terms of the contract. I think there's a special type of personality who would sign immediately for A, no matter what, it, no matter what it costs you, like four point when you have to learn like I don't know thirty hours, there are people yeah. who would sign it, and people would say, no, I don't want to sign it. I'm mm. a three point eight, three point seven is fine for me if I could, for example, when there's the relation between like time and effort, as I mentioned. Yeah, yeah. and also you can allocate all those time into mm -hmm. what you're passionate about and mm -hmm. developing all those extracurriculars that you have. Yeah, which makes you, in some ways. Not putting in that much effort in within the involution competition somehow liberates you to become more mm -hmm. unique. Yeah. And that somehow helped you with your college application. Yeah. So but we, also get, we get the connections mm -hmm. here. We get all the involvedness. <laughs> we kind of like of making the cross here. <laughs> yeah, this competition, it's still definitely like a part of super drag of super the entire process. Of course. Like the entire... I think the entire point of me of finding a college counselor out of outside of school is that I need to seek for a lot of um like confirmation mm -hmm. and um like so confirmation. You know what's going yeah, the to see yeah. that okay, I don't have a four point oh here. Then um, is it okay? Yeah. To hear from like a more professional experience, yeah, yeah. Pr more professional perspective. Yeah. Um, and I think it's the fact that a lot of people, or say. 
um, you know, a lot of like those passage on WeChat, mm-hmm. those kind of things that make me to think about, hey, do I need those? Do I need to like get to get into those um, like super competitive summer schools that that can um, arm you with success, mm-hmm. or can I do other things? Yeah, and I think that's a point. But this competition is definitely super toxic, and we all suffered from it. Yeah. But to get out of it, I think it's it's not only it's like the hardest thing is that if you want to get out of it, it's not only if you I want to get out of it and then I can't. It's also like the parents, mm. okay, the the community that you're surrounded by. If you're mm-hmm. in China, if you're in China, then like your high school, these entire things. It's, um, like I would say that I'm very fortunate mm-hmm. to have my parents who are very um, supportive but also doesn't really care what I'm doing mm-hmm. so I can do whatever I want mm-hmm. uh, but it's also well that that's like in a sense it's not good yeah. <laughs> but yeah but I mean interesting um do you ever talk to other Chinese friends who are in the position who doesn't have like the privileges you to can do whatever they can and they, they mm-hmm. kind of like they ask you for advice how they could like break out of it do you ever like gave advice to somebody about that um not really i feel like people are very sensitive about that okay mm, yeah true 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 yeah i mean i think we've talked we've covered a lot of mm-hmm. our subjects and i feel we still have a lot to mm-hmm. <laughs> cover i mean obviously it, in 40 minutes we can't like you know cover your lifestyle obviously yeah. but um, a word for that is like um college is not the end yeah, and even definitely. though you're living under the shadow of your parents right now, yeah, in 20 years it won't be the case. I yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. And there's there's so much more. And college is just a start. Like, um, like we've heard this from so many people. Like college, college just started off, and college also like what was new to me, and I think also like new to many international students is that college gives so much opportunity to also mm-hmm. change in the college to experience yourself. Yeah. To so not saying like I have to do this major, and I have to stay here. Yeah. So when it doesn't match to me personally, I totally have the opportunity to have, as we hear from a college counselor, double major to like all these different, all these different opportunities, all these different like, strings you can go. Yeah, it's it's just it's just funny. I was just thinking about the irony of how college applications wants us to be so certain about what mm-hmm. we want to do, but then uh, like fifty percent of the people who go into college <laughs> change their majors. Remember when <laughs> yeah. Sandy was saying, "Yeah, it was just funny." But anyways, I think it was it's now it sort of is the perfect time to sort of jump into our last segment, the three questions. The three questions. Should I start off? Yeah, of course. Okay, then the first of the final threes for you is. What was the biggest struggle during the college application process and how did you overcome it, Polly? Okay, so I think the biggest struggle was um, basically just all the anxiety that piled up um, from like peer pressure, from like my own super um, toxic, unex- high on, um, expectation of myself. Yeah. And also just after submitting the application, the, the sixth day from December 15th to December 23rd when Chicago released their decision, like that day, that was uh, that was just, like, the terrible. Yeah, because a lot of people already received Yeah, that. that's like the most atrocious week I've ever had in my <laughs> life. Um, I mean, but how did you how did you feel when you finally got that offer? On, on surreal. It feels, I, I still feel fake. <laughs> like I have to read the, Af- the acceptance letter for like three thousand times to make sure. Oh, I didn't tell anyone fake news. Um, <laughs> but I think like the way that I overcome it is to meditate. 
Yeah. It well, sounds super cliche, but meditation actually helps you to like calm down so much. Yeah. Um, even though in the, in the past, I well, after like I participated in that meditation program, my goal for myself is to meditate at least 30, day, 30 minutes mm-hmm. a day. But <laughs> now I, I, I do like 30 minutes a week right now. But even though it's just like 30 minutes a week, it changed dramatically. It does help a lot. Yeah. That would be a different episode how meditation helps in the <laughs> Yeah, you should. <laughs> to advertise, um, we're starting a meditation. We're starting community sits on Sunday as well. Sunday, 10.30 right. to 11 a.m. Welcome to join. If you cannot participate in Tuesday, a blog. Yes. Yeah. That's like really an image because like our, our podcast is obviously for, for all students, but people on the image glad to listen to that. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. And I mean, I remember last year we were talking about how, uh, collaborating my meditation club with your um, coffee club and expanding it. And now it's just everything's just sort of coming together for you. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, a little off topic here. It's now moving on to the second question. What is one regret that you have during the college application process? And what would you do it differently if you can repeat the process again? Um, I think the one regret that I have is like, it's... Um, I don't know if I can feel it as regret, mm-hmm. but it's like the lack of confidence of mm-hmm. a lot of things. And if I can do it differently in the beginning, I would just tell myself that what I can do is what I can do. Yeah. And what I achieve is in the fi- like in the end, it's what I can submit yes. to the college. Definitely. And no matter how the result will be, this is like who I am. Definitely. And any yeah. like things beyond that, it's like worrying how. Um, but other people are, like, better than me. That's, like, so yeah. unrelated. Yeah. Like, yourself is the most important. You're, like, the main character. You're th- it's, a, it's the <laughs> only time of your life that you can be the actual protagonist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so focus That's on true. yourself. Don't care That's about, so yeah. That's true. It's a, it's a great one. That's a great one. Last, last question. Yes. Uh, in a few sentences, what would you say to someone who's about to enter the college application process. Mm-hmm. Also, I think we can add here the cultural thing. So even when it's somebody like from America, from China, if there's a different when yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I think this will be a very universal one. And it's going to be so different from all the things I've said in the past. So, mm-hmm. but in, a, in essence, college application, I phrase it as like a job recruitment. Mm-hmm. Like... The college, uh, the admission officer, they are just, they are, they're the human resources. They want to have a person, they want to have students who can match with their company's, uh, their mission. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you feel like, hey, I don't agree with this mission, then don't go. Mm-hmm. And if you feel like, oh, I agree with this mission, then present yourself in a way that you think is going to positively pre- uh, impact your uh, that pos- positively shape your profile. Mm-hmm. Um, don't be overly negative about it because in the end of the world, they're like the company. They're a company. Yeah, um, and that's also like adding on to that, being yourself too. Mm-hmm. Fi- finding because college is the place where you're developing yourself. It's not like the end of the world if you get a Har- Harvard degree or something like that. Yeah. It, it is just a start and you want to go to a place where you develop yourself. So like, like with Polly, with all of your extracurricular, with what have you done, all you've been doing is just staying true to yourself and doing what you love. Mm-hmm. And that got you into a, well, a great, great college. Yeah. If you didn't get accepted and probably means you didn't, you're not fit. If you, and if you're not fit, you probably won't be happy there. Yeah, definitely. That's my entire, pro- entire thought process. <laughs> One word, be happy. 
Yeah, okay. be happy. I mean, that's yeah. A good one. <laughs> it's a perfect end mm-hmm. to the podcast. I mean, did you have a good time here today? So fun to talk to you guys. Talk <laughs> you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you Great so much for, for coming. Listeners definitely enjoyed today's episode. And uh, once again, thank you so much for joining us on the Acceleration Path, and we will see you on the next journey. Bye. <laughs>